0: Hello and welcome to the Nourish Soul podcast where we talk about all things body, mind and soul. I'm your host, Dr. Kelly Ritter. Today's episode I am interviewing and talking with Lena Franklin. Lena and I met years ago um, in the counseling field. She was a traditional psychotherapist, now a medicine woman, a modern medicine woman that speaks internationally. So she's speaking all over the world about transformation and also does transpersonal psychology, and um, she's also an amazing meditation teacher and has... Um, a whole meditation platform um, on offerings. So we talk a little bit about that. We start by talking about kind of meditation and her journey, and then we go all through um, plant medicine and how she became a modern medicine woman. So I hope that you enjoy listening to this interview and this talk that Lena and I have as much as I enjoyed being with Lena. Welcome to the show, Lena. I'm so excited to have you here and to talk to you about all the things. But um and I will do an introduction of you, but is there anything that you want to talk about that's new? I know the East Institute is new for you. And so you want to talk a little bit about what's going on for you?
1: Sure. Yeah, I mean the East Institute something my partner Jeff and I launched and founded um, last year and we officially launched it in October 2021. So that's been at the forefront of our life and just mm-hmm. really taken on a life of its own. So we, we just kind of view ourselves as conduits as stepping back to to really facilitate the work of plant medicine, education um, and East stands for entheogenic assisted spiritual transformation. Entheogenic meaning psychoactive plants, and then the second meaning is Eastern approaches for spiritual transformation. So we also are very connected to the art of meditation, energy medicine.
0: Right. And, yes. And speaking, like that. yeah, speaking of being a conduit, and you and meditation you are one of the most gifted meditation teachers I have ever been around. And so I thought we might start there, just talking about meditation, talking about how you were guided to meditation and teaching meditation. And I think how that would be helpful for people to connect to their soul. Yeah, thank you. I fully yeah.
1: received that. Thank you, you're so you. kind. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it really began when mm-hmm. I was really young. I mean, this yeah. has been a part of my life for, you know, my, my entire life, mm-hmm. at least in this lifetime. Mm-hmm. And so I, I would witness my mom meditating many mornings, most mornings um, during the day, at night at our family's altar. So our, our ancestral altar as a kid, and so that spiritual foundation of Buddhism and ancient Eastern practice was a part of my my life. Um, and so what I usually say is like those planted spiritual seeds within me at the time, I wasn't necessarily connected to it because I was a kid. And I'm like, mom's making me sit still again. Mom's making me pray to the ancestors again. <laughs> so as a kid, of course, I didn't fully appreciate it, but it was my normal. And we grew up, my sister and I grew up traveling back to Southeast Asia to Vietnam where my mother's mm. family lived. Right. So my entire journey has been kind of this east-west connection. Yeah. 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 This integration. Yeah. So um so meditation for me was very much initially from the cultural spiritual mm. lens. Mm. And and my mom taught me a lot when I was young. She's been my spiritual teacher. Um, first in human form. And then when she passed very suddenly from a stroke in my first year of graduate school, then my spiritual teacher in soul form, Mm -hmm. but really it was through the access point of grief and loss and that heaviness of losing her in human form Mm -hmm. that guided me back to the meditation that she originally taught me.
0: Right. And you, were you always kind of just gifted in the meditation teaching because they do, you are like a condo it just comes right through you you're very authentic with your guided meditations or did you feel like that was you just part of your practice yeah
1: i feel like you know because my students always ask do you have a script for that or right. what, did, what did you right. say there again and i sometimes i don't even know because i'm just channeling Right. So I will say it's it's one of my innate gifts, um, and I'm very grateful for for that piece mm-hmm. of my purpose, my dharma, because it's been um, it's been very humbling to work with so many people in that capacity. But yeah, it's I've definitely trained and studied in meditation, but in terms of the teaching itself, it just does flow through.
0: Yeah, and it's beautiful. Um, Thank you. So in terms of how, how meditation could help other people connect, yeah. or even if you want to start by talking about what is the soul, what do you think of the soul? How do we align with the soul and where does meditation fit in with that?
1: Yeah. So this, so we're all made of energy you know, this yep. is physics. Yep. Um, yes. And, and so our, our soul is, is conscious energy mm-hmm. that, that has an intelligence that is the core of who we are at our essence correct and so yeah because energy can't be created or destroyed of course our soul takes different forms and different lifetimes and even different incarnations Mm -hmm. so the way that meditation connects us more deeply with our soul is that through what the Buddhists would call emptiness, or we can call it the void or spaciousness Mm -hmm. of getting still and silent, we can actually tune into that divine intelligence that exists within us. And the way that we do that most effectively is to quiet the mind because we have so many thoughts and the ordinary human mind has about 60 to 80,000 thoughts a day. Mm-hmm. And so in order to, to have the space to receive the wisdom of our soul, we need to cultivate a dedicated practice of stillness mm-hmm. and silence in meditation is, you know, a natural way to do that.
0: hmm Yes, yeah. I agree with all of those things. And I think, yeah. so you offer, you've got classes and and offerings, meditation. Um, tell me what you're doing now and how people could connect with you to learn more about meditation or to hear some of your guided meditations.
1: Yeah, so one of the things I was thinking about a couple of years ago is how can I offer these meditations in a global way to reach as many people as possible. And that's when my team and I created the meditation membership, which Mm -hmm. is um, essentially a platform where you have this beautiful library of meditations, all different categories, depending on what you need that day, Mm -hmm. Um, whether it is more awakening, grounding, anxiety relief, Mm-hmm. and you can choose the meditations to you know to really deepen your own practice and they're anywhere from you know 8 to 10 minutes to 20 to 25 minutes so there's a wide a nice wide range there but that's i would say that's my primary offering when it comes to easily accessible meditations right but yeah i offer you know live teachings quarterly live master classes where i do many um, workshops on meditation and meditative energetic um, tools and, uh, retreats and different immersions. So there's all different access points, but the meditation membership is probably the most accessible.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that, and that, that's a great way for people to, to find you. And, yeah. um, I guess I'm wondering too, so this, the East Institute and the plant medicine, I'm super interested in talking about the plant medicine and how your life is just, I mean, if you think about it, Lena, from when we met and we were working together, I, I mean, several years ago, the things yeah. that have transpired since then for both of us, but for you, I mean, it's just been exploding in yeah. this transformation. So wherever you want to start about your plant medicine or this transformation that you your journey that you've been on for the last few years.
1: Mm, thank Mm. you yeah i'm kind of taking this moment to like retrace because yeah when we first connected in more of a you know counseling capacity right like more traditional with kids especially um so much has happened and when yeah when when we have these like reconnection moments like this one i'm just kind of in awe of the acceleration and plant medicine has been a big part of it. So I'm kind of tuning in and what I'm feeling, where I'm feeling guided to start is Mm -hmm. um, actually through my own experience of uh, self-betrayal and denial. So, you know, denying my truth, which I think is such an important topic, especially for women who, you know, we've all been conditioned in different ways for me. Mm -hmm. I can speak for myself, I had this very entrenched conditioning around being the good girl, the perfectionist. I was the firstborn, very much um, caregiver-oriented. I'm a three on the Enneagram, so I'm a natural achiever. So all of that combined really created this rigid wiring around playing within other people's expectations. Mm -hmm. So, So in that, you know, I... Got great grades in school, got a full ride to play soccer at the University of Georgia. Um, In college, I met my husband, who I was um, married to for over eight years. And, you know, we were great friends. We had a great time together, but I wasn't in love. Um, And there it was, it was a fun relationship, but also a relationship that was spiritually and emotionally bankrupt in many ways. Mm -hmm. And so, it was through my work, my meditation practice, my dedication to my dharma and my purpose where it almost came to a a breaking point around, you know, I could no longer um, betray myself and say yes, in a big way to my soul's purpose. So Mm -hmm. in comes plant medicine, (laughs) because when you're in this accelerated awareness and it's like, oh shit, you know, a lot, a lot's going to go down. A lot of change is going to happen. I was guided to Peru to work with ayahuasca. And, you know, it was very indicative of my chapter in life at that time. Ayahuasca is a a very, um, it's a beautiful medicine, but she's, she has a, a lot of young energy, the spirit of mother ayahuasca and it comes from you know, a vine in Peru, you know, originally in Peru, and so it's very shamanic and indigenous Peruvian mm-hmm. um, in nature. There's a lot of um, intensity that comes with working with the consciousness of um, ayahuasca. So I didn't start with psilocybin; I went, you know, st- straight straight for the. Um, for the, you know, the big release and, and, you know, major insights that I needed to receive in order to make the choices in my life at that time to leave my marriage and continue a trajectory that was in more alignment. So, um, so that was a big part of my healing path around the same time of the disintegration of my marriage, um, you know, plant medicine entering my orbit, I met my current partner, Jeff, who is just an accelerant of all the transformation. Mm-hmm. So, so it was a very, very wild and alchemical time of transmutation. Um, and through my, my connection with Jeff and our work together, um, we, you know, he had been working with different plant medicines for many decades. Mm -hmm. Um, and and so he introduced me to uh, psilocybin, so magic mushrooms, and now we're seeing in this current time a a resurgence of the use of psilocybin for spiritual transformation for sure, but also Mm -hmm. for the treatment of many um, psychological imbalances, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. yes, 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 Mm -hmm. and so it's kind of a Synchronistic moment in time to, to launch the East Institute together because you know we're seeing things shift quite rapidly. The decriminalization of psilocybin city by city, um, and this medicine, psilocybin specifically, has it's it's potent enough and mm-hmm. it's gentle enough um, mm-hmm. to to really meet most people where they're at if they've done a significant amount of let's say therapeutic work or self-awareness, inner inner work, shadow work. Um and that's that's the main medicine that we teach about and use with the East Institute.
0: Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm just I'm really kind of in awe of the transformation. And I thought maybe we could talk about your transformation, my transformation, but the container necessary for that kind of alchemy Yeah. <laughs> that's so how did you not go crazy in the <laughs> midst of because I know for me just speaking for myself when all of that starts to shift and who you think you are is no longer even remotely appropriate who you thought you were and as you're embracing and aligning when you say yes to align with the soul whatever is not Um, helpful, in my experience, goes away. And sometimes, and if you cling, when I have clung to like a title or a job or a person or something, it will hurt because it's going, it's going to be stripped. And so what I've learned is that kind of surrender, but also to container. If I don't container with all of the I guess we could call them coping strategies. You know all the things that we do. Then it will feel like you're going quite crazy.
1: Yes, <laughs> I love. Thank you for bringing this topic up. Um, you say it so like accurately and beautifully, Kelly. Because I felt like I was going crazy a lot of the time. I mean, I remember. Uh, I'm kind of getting taken back. This is four years. It would be four years ago in uh, this June, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, being at the top of Machu Picchu, I had just received my healer rights from the Karo shamanic tribe and everything at home was disintegrating. My marriage, my family literally thought I was being brainwashed by, you know, e- evil shamans or mm-hmm. what have you, because mm-hmm. just misunderstanding, right? When there's misunderstanding, there are stories that are created. Sure. Um, so Coming back to the sacred container, yeah. my and this is my perception of it, but I believe that my soul knew I had done enough meditation training to this point mm-hmm. to have that container within my psyche, within my body, within my energetic field to endure the fires of alchemy in that moment, even if it felt crazy making at times, but it was was a divine synchronicity and perfection because I had done a lot of work into that point. So I I was ready for that level of intensity, but for people who are tuning in, I think it's really important to understand Mm -hmm. that, um, and this is what I recommend generally, is like incremental transformation Having the sacred container as one of the primary intentions and places of work is so essential, and that's what we do at the East Institute. We, We do six sessions before we take anyone into ceremony because you have to have that. You have to have the skills to come back when things are shifting and who you thought you were, the ego disintegration. Feels so disorienting. At times. Very,
0: yeah. yeah. Very disorient. That's a great word, disorienting. And I remember feeling like I just wanted to feel free, my soul yeah. to be connected. Who doesn't yeah. raise their hand when you say, "Who wants to feel free"? Yeah. And then what I didn't realize until you're, you know, you're on the path is how disorienting that is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I appreciate, yeah, the the container. And I think some people might be confused about what that might mean. Because, mm-hmm. you know, the, the work can be, I spent years and years and years in therapy where I was companioned by a, young aunt, a Jungian therapist who also mm-hmm. does energy work. So I had done tons of energy work, tons of, um, you know, just regular good old counseling. And then all of my meditation and yoga practice, because yoga was really a, an important piece for me. Um, but I also had to get my food right um yes. for some of us like uh my body needed to feel really good mm-hmm. and needed <clears throat> some of the inflammation and things to to be to take care of that so that my body physically could handle some of these big shifts as your the life you know is disintegrating but yes. this beautiful life is coming at the same time yes. so and that's what's amazing about energy is when there's a shift and while yes, there is, it it appears that things are disintegrating, there's this beautiful energy that's also coming forth. Mm -hmm. So that's a lot, a lot to unpack there, but yeah.
1: So much, and I, yeah, you know, the food piece is so important. In another conversation, (laughs) I would love to be interviewing you around, you know, how, like how that piece came in for you, because Mm -hmm. I will say, for, that hasn't been actually a significant part of my journey. No, you're know, lucky. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. I been very blessed um, for that. But I, but I have many, many people, you, you included, who, who that you know, that's been the case. And I think that's such an important um, highlight for for many people out there.
0: Yeah, that it's the psyche needs to be in a place that you can contain or within you, but also yeah. that your physical body. Needs right. to be in a place that you can um, tolerate, really yeah. tolerate the transformation.
1: That's right. That's yeah. right. And and mm-hmm. so, you yeah. know, going back to the soul, yeah, you know, I do feel like we're really in this time, and we're talking about you know our particular journeys, but we're in this time where we are collectively elevating consciousness and our vibration, and right. with that, denser energies are going to get pushed out. You know, yeah. rigid your base egoic energy. And um, we need to nurture our three-dimensional bodies in order to sustain the change. And um, yeah.
0: yeah, and I'm still working with that, you know? Cause I think earthing, I'm really into earthing right now, walking barefoot in nature yeah. and um, the circadian rhythm, just trying mm-hmm. to get back to a place where that I'm in sync with the circadian rhythm, that natural rhythm. Um, but I still, you know, I see people that do amazing soul work in bodies that are not well. Um, you know, they have some crippling disease or something, and that just fascinates me because, yeah, you know, it's different for everybody. But what is your experience? Well, yeah, yeah. So my that's yeah. a
1: great topic. My experience around that, you know, we Jeff and I know many skilled mm-hmm. practitioners, many gifted practitioners, yeah. um, but it all really does come down to energy and energy mm-hmm. moves first tissues because they're denser move after that. Right. So for those who are in unhealthy bodies or who have, you know, struggling with, um, inflammation disease, I mean, that's, that's a part of mm-hmm. their path to wellness and further awakening, but when you see that, we'll call it dis ease in the body, we have to ask what's going on um, energetically. Exactly. And
0: without judgment,
1: right? Because we're all, we're all human and fallible and imp- imperfect. But what's going on energetically that's perpetuating this? Even if, you know, quote unquote, they're a healer, energy worker, practitioner, mm-hmm. um, at the end of the day, it's still energetic.
0: I agree. And that's why I love mm-hmm. energy work because it's so efficient. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: it is. It is exactly.
0: So when somebody's done the work and you've done sessions with people, and then you go into ceremony, can you describe ceremony for me, or is it something that you have to be there to to experience? Yeah.
1: So so yeah, we can. I can share some because it's the way that we work with um, plant medicine Mm -hmm. is very uh, we'll, we'll call it interdisciplinary. Sure. So there are six different modalities that we. We bring in to both the, the session work and the ceremonial work, um, transpersonal psychology, energy medicine, meditation, um, neuroscience, of course, the enthyogens, the plant medicine, and vibrational sound therapy. So the, the ceremonies themselves um, are, are very traditional looking in nature. Um, we use our instruments, our drums, our rattles, very shamanic instruments to move energy, mm-hmm. to help uh, with the ancestral healing, because obviously the ancestors love to show up.
0: Yeah. And, yeah.
1: Um, and so we work with the soul. There's, we create a soundtrack, you know, so there's music that's curated along with our instruments. And each song has a different intention. So some songs are more like, okay, we're working with the ego right now. Other songs, maybe like okay, we're going deep into the soul to do soul work. Mm-hmm. Other songs, it's ancestral healing. So um, yeah, it, it, it's very beautiful, traditional looking ceremony, but there's a lot of kind of different layers to it. So in a nutshell, that's what it looks like. It's, there's no, it's very different than the clinical um, psilocybin-assisted psychotherapy that we see, although we really support that approach because we feel mm-hmm. um, at least that even if it's synthetic psilocybin, it can still be very helpful and therapeutic for people, but we mm-hmm. fully believe in the natural um, form of the mushroom because it embodies the spirit of the mushroom straight from the herb.
0: Mm-hmm. Right.
1: And so, yeah, so that's, that's our particular approach.
0: Yeah, I sort of feel like well, I was just taken back. So I have to do all of a sudden I remembered I did this um shaman experience where I was drumming out in the middle of nowhere on some mountain in Utah going, What <laughs> am I doing here? I was so young. Yeah. Um yeah, all the experiences, but I love I love drumming. I love the ceremony, mm. I love all of the, the rituals. And to me, I'm like, oh, it sounds like a perfect earthing experience. Like mm. you're just coming. back to your soul back to the uh, and with your feet on the earth and just Mm -hmm. that's incredible I think
1: beautiful yeah yeah,
0: I bet each one is just
1: never such an honor all different All different. all different and it's it's the greatest honor you know Jeff and I talk all the time about like this feels like because when you step into that space and this is and I can go on and on about like the different nuanced ways that people facilitate, but but we're active facilitators. Right. There are right. a lot of passive facilitators who, you know, they just hold beautiful space and, and they're there to comfort when needed, but they're not proactively moving energy and that sort of thing. Um, but as conduits of the medicine,
0: mm-hmm.
1: really the medicine is what the consciousness of the medicine is what created East, and that that literally came through us. Um, so we we call it our spirit child, the East Institute, because it, it's what it was meant to flow through. But it is the greatest honor, and it feels like the pure some of the purest version of the work that we do, because in those healing experiences, mm-hmm. Lena doesn't exist like the ego mm-hmm. Lena or the ego Jeff. Like you truly have to step aside to be an instrument. Um, and and it's, it's really beautiful and transformative.
0: Yeah, and I feel like all the work I do now, I'm just an instrument. Yes. I, I mean, I just I'm just yes. here to facilitate, and and so that's that's no matter what we're doing, it's all energy. And I've come to the yeah. place where I really feel like the medicine is love. Whatever yes. the medicine is, love. That it is the, the only thing that is real is love, and when. We're in that space where the ego is dropped and we're just the conduits or the, you know, the vessels that things are coming through. Some healing is coming through. And I think for me, where I got with that is I was very opinionated about Mm -hmm. certain things, um, (laughs) what people should be doing and should not be doing with their health in in general. Mm -hmm. Um, Not so much in the spiritual, but very specific physical health stuff that I think Mm -hmm. is better than others. And I noticed that, and then I had a really good friend that was doing some of those things I don't think are that helpful. And I thought, but wait a minute, her partner is making the the concoction for her out of love. She's Mm. drinking the concoction that her partner is making out of hope and love that she's going to heal. She has to stand over the kitchen sink to like drink this concoction that they were making. But I was, all of a sudden it hit me like the medicine is love. Who cares what the concoction is? Mm. So I, I mean, so I think I the, the mushrooms, I think that the plant medicine is really powerful. I mean, everything that I'm learning, which is not a lot, I'm, I'm just getting there, is it's really powerful. It's helpful to people who haven't been able to find relief in other ways, yeah. more traditional ways. This is really fantastic for them. So mm-hmm. however it's delivered, I think- right. Yeah, and that you know, I don't know if you have some words around that about the concoctions. Yeah, that matters because
1: I love that so much because there's different access points back mm-hmm. to really the core of where we're getting at, which is the essence of who we are is unconditional love. Love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, you know, there there are thousands of paths to that place. And 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 for us, you know, we're guided to this particular medicine. There are many medicines. There are many medicines that I'm not guided towards. Um, there are some that you know, because there's also the issue of like sustainability of the earth, and mushrooms are very, very sustainable. And there's other medicines where it's you know that can be a question. And I you know I've had judgments or um, stories around that too. But again, the, if the intention is pure. And the intention is connected with authentic love, then, Mm -hmm. you know, who's to judge? And I think that's, that's where, for those of us doing this work, we need to proactively expand back into is what is the intention? Mm -hmm. And if the intention is love, then let's connect with that energy and let's perpetuate that energy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Have you run into some I don't know, I was going to call them problems, but just obstacles in doing this work?
1: Yeah, there's, you know, there's a lot of need for education um, because of misunderstanding. I mean, I will say when I first started working with psilocybin for personal healing, I had to unlearn some of my conditioning around, you know, the legalities, it being, um, you know, a drug. Uh, You know, I I was in fifth grade. I won an award for my DARE essay. You know, I don't know if you remember DARE and the whole, you know, like anti drug movement. And and of course, there's that's needed in many ways. But the fact that mushrooms and psilocybin has been placed in that category, and and that's a whole other conversation around like governmental control. But um, there just needs to be more education around it. So we talk, we work a lot with. People who come in to the East Institute who have mm-hmm. tried many modalities, um, the word that we hear most often is that they're stuck, whether they have treatment resistant depression, um, trauma history that's still keeping them bound up in certain patterns. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's it's about moving past any kind of resistances that they may be carrying around, you know, receiving the, the medicine. And then through moving through that veil of resistance, there's inevitably transformation and healing. Um, but yeah, I think when you're at the forefront of something, you know that that is the path to receive misunderstanding, judgment, um, and resistance. So we're we're willing to do that. We're excited to be you know to have a great team and be working with um, some of the leaders at the forefront of this movement here in the U.S. So it's an exciting time.
0: Yeah. And I think hanging on the excitement, you know, I was just wondering, how do you nourish your own soul? I mean, you practice meditation, you practice these things, but what else do you have that really keeps you on the path when there are obstacles or there are things that are thrown at you um, so that you're able to nourish yourself and give the work?
1: Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's really interesting. And of course, meditation for sure, I would say, Kelly, um, because, and I'll be completely transparent here. I never thought a predominant part of my work would be plant medicine work. Ever. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Never. But when you surrender to your dharma, you surrender to your path, you're just, can you wake up one day like, wow, you know, this is miraculous. And I never would have dreamt it in my ordinary human mind. So, it has pushed against my own stories, my own residual fear based energies. Um, and, and there's a lot of fullness, which we're really blessed to have, but it, it's rigorous. And we're, you know, I, li- I don't like to use the word busy, but we're pleasantly full and we've created this reality. So, I would say the three main things that keep me nourished you already spoke about it grounding. The earth energy has been a game changer. That's something we teach our clients and students first thing when they come in the door, whether they're working with us individually for healing work, or they're coming through the East method, which is our, our, um, our healing method. And that like, that's a non-negotiable for me multiple times a day. Mm -hmm. So that um, sleep, just like Mm -hmm. back to the basics. Yeah. For me, I'm yeah. like an eight to nine hour person. If I get less than eight, I can feel it in my body. So, sleep and, and, um, interestingly, I've through this work, I have become more sensitive and more attuned to how certain foods feel in my body. So, so, so it's kind of like the circle back to okay, now I know, you know, more specifically what works best for me. Yeah. Um, And through this work, I've completely healed my addiction to sugar as well. Yeah. So I'm noticing, like I'm noticing, um, in with more refined awareness, what I was holding before, um, and and how actually I'm in much more balance and homeostasis now through the plant medicine work. But but food is actually a big part of it.
0: Ah. Okay. So we are going to have to have. I know. I know. We're coming back to it. Yeah cause I, you know, it's my favorite thing. So yeah, yeah. yeah, I love that. And I love watching you put your journey out there in the public, Um, but I imagine that can be daunting. Watching you put it all out there so authentically. I mean, it's inspiring, but I also like, how are you that brave? that you're mm. just very openly telling people when there's struggle or how you're getting through things, but also it's just beautiful to watch. Mm. Um, but also you live a very, um, vibrantly, I mean, you just a beautiful life that people might envy. Like, how can she just be this spiritual person and yet be in these most beautiful places? Um, yeah.
1: Mm, thank you. Yeah. It's, um, it feels like a blessing. And in terms of like, it's almost, um, it's almost like my soul's contract. Like I I feel, I I think you'll understand what I am about to say. It's like, I have no choice. (laughs) I know I have choice, but I feel like that's in order to live out the fullest expression of my soul's divine destiny. That's what I need to do. That's part of what I need to do is be very open and authentic about my own journey. Because um, I know a big part of my dharma, you know, this, there's a plant medicine work, but a big part of it also is to help women wake up to the fullest expression of who they're meant to be.
0: Right. And I want to, yeah. I want to see if you have any other words for that, because I just think this fullest expression of who you really are, like, mm-hmm. and living out your dharma, I think some people might be like, wait, what does that mean? Living out your purpose mm-hmm. is what, how I interpret that. Yeah. But how would you frame that for people
1: yeah living living your purpose so what i would say Mm -hmm. is kind of backing it up, maybe a step yeah in this life that you have Mm -hmm. there's there's like a, a, a maximum potential we'll call it that is available to you that maximum potential very much involves the primary piece of it is your soul's purpose, why you're here. Mm -hmm. And in order to fully embody that first, be aware of it, embody it, and then live it out through action. We have to do the healing work that's needed in order to get out of our own way to come back to who we've always been. Um, and that, that healing journey looks different for, for many people. A mm-hmm. lot of times it, the awakenings, the initiations happen in moments of severe suffering, mm-hmm. transformation, uh, mm-hmm. disease, death, loss. Change,
0: mm-hmm. loss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right.
1: So, so whenever challenge arises, it's important to embrace that as you know, what can I learn? How can I evolve from this experience and mm-hmm. how can it, fuel and guide why I'm here. So it does go back to right. ultimately why you're here and your purpose, but we, you know, obviously it's a winding road to be on that path.
0: Yeah. And I think for me, I sometimes just, um, I don't feel very clear there. Like sometimes mm-hmm. it's clear as a bell, like you're done here or you need to go here. I mean, it's just clear yeah. as if somebody, yeah. you know, right here directing and other times it um just for me personally sometimes i feel like i i have trouble getting out of my own way like i'm my my puppy chases his tail and i'm like oh yeah that's the the perfect example of just getting in that place and i know you know doing the work i'm all in i will do the work of healing my soul i think sometimes i I don't know if it's trust or what you think what you see where people are just in their way. And is there a way to quit chasing your tail and just yeah. fully embrace like this is your dharma? This is who at the essence of your being. This is who you are. And you can't not live this out.
1: Yeah. No, this such I mean, we all go through that. Especially, I think, especially for those who are doing the work intentionally. It's like, how do we get out of our own way? Yeah. So one of, one of the things that it's part of our process with people in the East method is, um, fear -hmm. discovery, you know, where, where are you, where are the entrenched fears? What are the primary, maybe the three primary fears that you carry? You know, for me, it was always, um, worthiness not being enough, which is why the perfectionistic, you know, self was just ran rampant. Um, Mm -hmm. and so, you know, we have to have this claim the space rather and have the courage to go into those darker aspects. So, you know, it's just one tool of many, but that's a good place to start around, you know, where am I still in my own way? Because the wisdom mm-hmm. and the power comes from the heart energy, and the purpose of the mind is to serve the visions of the heart. However, we've been programmed and conditioned to privilege intellect and mentality and then lead with that with our thoughts trying to figure things out versus feeling our way into our future Mm -hmm. through the energy of the intuitive wise part
0: Mm -hmm. for sure like when you say it it all comes back I'm like of course like Yeah. yeah but i love the way you said that really the mind's job is to live out what the heart is feeling
1: that's right So every morning, this is, you know, a great practice, super simple, quick. I put my left hand or Mm -hmm. actually my index finger, middle finger on my heart Mm -hmm. and then, um, middle finger, index finger on my third eye Mm -hmm. every morning. And I just, I say to myself, um, may my mind serve the visions of my heart. May my mind serve the -hmm. visions of my heart. May my Mm -hmm. mind serve the visions of my heart. And I just you know, make that a part of my meditation ritual. And of course I get tripped up every day still, (laughs) but, but it's, you know, but it's like, how quickly can we bounce back to the truth Mm -hmm. that our heart is the master?
0: Right. The heart is the master. Yeah. 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 And I think in our heart, if we pay attention, will lead us on the path.
1: That's right. Yeah, it will never lead us astray, never. Even if it guides us into a situation that feels yeah. challenging, painful. You're like, why the hell am I here? That's how I felt at the top of Machu Picchu. It's like, what is happening? <laughs> um, but it was my heart that guided me there and it made no rational sense. Right. But if the mind was serving the heart then the mind you know, made the plane ticket, guided me to that moment mm-hmm. and the heart was the master.
0: I love that. I'm just so I'm adding that practice because I usually do try to start with my hand on my heart in the morning, you know, just for some oxytocin, if nothing else. Right, right. Yeah. Um, So that's a great, I love that simple practice and just Mm -hmm. to come back to the heart, back to the heart, back to the heart. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's not about the leaving because we leave all day long. It's about the coming home and we have Mm -hmm. to do that consistently throughout the day.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I remember one of the meditations, it was actually, Alice was leading it, but it was in a, a retreat with you yeah, and Alice. And it was, there was a meditation about coming home to the heart. And it was one of the most powerful experiences I've ever had. Yeah. It's like, there you are mm-hmm. back in the heart. It was so yeah. beautiful. So if yeah. we can, you know, even if we're astray, we come back, back to the heart, back to the heart, back to the heart. Okay. Yeah. And once yes. well, the essence of us is love. That makes sense. So, yeah. 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 Well, I, this has been amazing. I've absolutely I loved talking to you. I always love talking to you. It feels like my soul is very happy. I when know. It feels, like, feels like home. It feels oh,
1: like home.
0: definitely. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. for sure. So is there anything else that, you, some last thoughts? Is there anything about you that... Maybe people don't know that might be some interesting.
1: Oh, that's a, that's a good question.
0: I mean, you really are very transparent uh, <laughs> oh <my> out there. <laughs> but I'm just wondering if there's anything that people would miss by just watching mm-hmm. you publicly. If yeah, they might, I mean, you and know.
1: It, you know, and, and I get this feedback sometimes that uh, your life is still so beautiful and, and it is like that is a real part of my life. I am blessed and I own that and and I'm I'm grateful that I helped to co-create that reality. Um, I will say that I still struggle, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I still have days where it's hard to get out of bed or if I'm moving energy through, I'm challenged by something. Um, I may feel really cough in the morning and just need space or just cry it out. Or, you know, it's, it's, it is a lifelong journey. And it's about, it's about um, really dedicating yourself to the tools in order to meet yourself where you're at, no matter where that is. And none of us are, um, we're still in human form. We're reincarnated because we needed to learn more lessons. So,
0: so um,
1: even though, you know, and I think most, most people that are close to me know that i'm very um sensitive and and i still you know, i still struggle at times but yeah, I, I do i do have a toolbox that is you know that is helpful and and so yeah. what i want to say to people who are tuning in mm-hmm. you, know, you all go through challenging moments mm-hmm. is, is that you're exactly where you're meant to be mm-hmm. and you cannot be anywhere else in any given moment mm-hmm. So you can take the that information and the wisdom you have in that moment to guide your choices forward, but you are exactly divinely where you meant to be. I,
0: yeah. 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 Like yeah, everything is as it should be. Mm-hmm. I hear, I heard that really loudly once. And um, as if somebody was standing next to me <laughs> then, and they weren't, but just very <laughs> loudly kind of like, oh, everything is as it should be, mm-hmm. which sometimes is very, confusing to or hard to accept yeah but there's nowhere yeah. else that you can be so fully embracing that you are where you are at this point yeah
1: right exactly and you help to guide yourself there which is a humbling
0: humbling an important,
1: yeah. important uh piece of wisdom yeah
0: yeah to take full responsibility for co-creating is right. a whole nother talk Whole another
1: topic, a whole another discussion.
0: Yeah, so we'll have to do that one. We'll have to save that for next time. That'll be part two. Part part two, which we awesome. Yeah, so thank you so much. I'm just this is just beautiful, wonderful, and I hope that people will reach out, find your website. I'll make sure that it's in the description, and people can find you and yeah, so they can
1: thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Such a A gift and an honor. Yeah.
0: Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Nurse Soul podcast. Let's stay connected. You can find me on social media at Dr. Kelly Ritter. Um, Facebook and Instagram is Dr. Kelly, K-E-L-L-I. And I would love to connect with you that way. And also, if you wanna find out what we're doing or what we're up to at the Nourished Soul, you can come to the website, nourished-soul.com. And you can join our 30 com community. It's free to join. So visit the website. There are lots of articles there. You can find out what's new, what's going on, if there are any events or workshops, or um, I also do some group coaching. So you can find all that information on the website. I look forward to connecting.